I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We put up on our Instagram story the other day a couple of Ask Me Anything questions. I've just plucked out four random ones uh, to go through here. Four questions here. Uh, the first two questions actually come from uh, Oh Boy LeBrandon. says, could Ivan Cleary win a comp with another team? All lucky has had the pen of system. Uh, another question from him. Best hooker in the game right now, excluding Harry Grant. Very good question. Uh, Rowan Leonard says, would you ever design a Guru jersey like Beak does? for bloke I reckon you'd nail it and then our last one from Jordan Wensley why super coach over fantasy four pretty broad questions to kick us off we'll do more of these throughout the week I've got all the questions saved so we'll do a few more of these but I thought I'd just sneak this one in today so the first question from Brandon could Ivan Cleary win a comp with another team or lucky he has had the Panther system I, I, I will just remind you that yes He's in the Panther system, but that Panther system wasn't what it was then when he came in. Yeah, please keep that in mind because if you have a look at his first his, when he was first coaching the Panthers, all these guys that are superstars now they weren't then. They weren't then by any means. I might just get you up, Ivan Cleary's um, his first game as Penrith coach when, since he came back because I think a lot of people think that Ivan sort of stumbled on this system and it was already built and he's come in and done these things. But I think you need to remember. Like, he has come in and he has built these guys up. He has built them up, and I, I just don't think he gets enough credit for it at times. I really don't. And I think people want to – we're always looking for reasons why we can dismiss um, guys' achievements and whatnot, but, geez, I, I personally think – um, that he is very, very slept on for what he's done. So you have a look. He came back to the Penrith Panthers in 2019, yeah? So his first game in 2019. Uh, he had Dylan Edwards at fullback, who was pretty early in his career, Dylan Edwards. He would played two or three years, but by that point, he'd played 21st grade games. So Dylan Edwards was not an established star. 
Josh Mansour, who he's since moved on. Dean Varde, who he has since moved on. Wonga Blake, who he has since moved on. DWZ, who he has since moved on. His captain was James Maloney, who he's lost. So you have a look, one to six. He's only got one of those players remaining. It's Dylan Edwards. So he has brought an entire new crop through. And yes, they're all very talented players, but you've got to give some credit to the coach. We've seen a lot of very talented players and juniors come into shit systems and, and, and go to crap. The Penrith Panthers haven't. He had Nathan Cleary at halfback, who, yes, is a star. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. But you also need to keep in mind that at that point, Nathan played 40, 45 first-grade games and wasn't the player that he is today. So he has been moulded in to be that guy, and he's become the experienced head in the halves there and in the game at a ridiculously young age. So as far as the back line goes, I don't think you could possibly argue that he just walked in and stumbled on a really good side and they've been successful. Um, let's go through the forward pack. James Tamo was in the front row. He has since left. Wade Egan was the nine. He has since left. Moses Liotta was in the front row, a very young Moses Liotta. He's obviously still stayed. Their edges were Harm Sele, who went to the Dragons, is now at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and Isaiah Yo. So he wasn't even a 13. You, I think you've also got to give full credit to Ivan Cleary that he turned Isaiah Yo not only into a 13, but one of, if not the best 13 in rugby league. His 13 was James Fisher-Harris. Once again, a very young James Fisher-Harris who was playing 13. He debuted in 2016. So by the time Ivan arrived, he'd played 40 first-grade games. Uh, but he definitely wasn't the guy that he is now. You have a look at his bench that day. Regan Campbell-Gillard, he's gone. Jack Hetherington, he's gone. Fumi Moano, he's gone. Jerome Luai was coming off the bench that day. Jerome Luai's now been to three grand finals, one, two comps, taking Samoa to a grand final. I mean... I understand that people don't might not like this Penrith Panthers team, might not like the way they do things and whatnot, but you've got to respect what they've achieved and you've especially got to respect what Ivan Cleary has done. I And I mean, yes, you know, good, could he do it somewhere else other than um, the Penrith Panthers? I personally think he could. I mean, he went to the Warriors. He took them all the way to a grand final, keep in mind, the Warriors. Uh, that was their first grand final since 2002. They haven't made the finals since then. Not a grand final. They haven't made the finals since then. That might be saying something. Um, He was at the West Tigers for two years. I think in 2018, I'm pretty sure they finished like ninth, didn't they? So that's also the closest the West Tigers have got to finals footy. I mean, you can dislike Ivan all you want. You can talk all your shit and everything, but don't sit there and pretend like he's not a good coach. Don't sit there and pretend like he doesn't know what he's doing. So do I think he could go and be successful somewhere else? Yeah, I personally think he could. I think he's a very, very good coach. Uh, I And I think he is very, very slept on. And if he does win his third premiership in a row this year, unfortunately, there's a lot of you out there that are going to have to swallow a lot of pride and stop just dismissing what he does pretty consistently. Um, uh, yeah, I think Ivan could go elsewhere and be very, very successful. I think there's this idea in a lot of people's mind, which is the easy escape. Oh, he just had a good team and everything, but like he didn't. He built a very good team out of nowhere. The entire back line is gone. None of them are at the club anymore. Most of the forward pack is gone from when he arrived, and he didn't arrive 10 years ago. He arrived five years ago. Look at the turnover he's made. And then think about the guys that weren't in that team, have come into the team since then, and have since left the Penrith Panthers because they were too successful there that they couldn't hold on to them. Whether it be Matt Burton, Kickout, Stephen Crichton. I mean, the list goes on. Appy, the list goes on and on and on and on. And it will continue to get longer. Look at what he's done now with Scotty Sorensen, Isaac Tungo, even a Zach Hosking. I mean, 
Brian Toto's come into the piece since then. I I just you know, and all, you got to remember as well, for the ten years before that, if you wanted to win a comp, if you didn't have Billy Cam or Cooper, who was the guy you needed to be successful? It was James Maloney. He lost James Maloney and got more successful. I mean, I, I, I just I don't understand how people can write off Ivan Cleary as not one of the best coaches in our game. He is a tremendous coach. And, yes, I do think he could go elsewhere and be very, very successful. I think it's one of the great bed shits by the West Tigers, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I don't know how they didn't. And I understand, obviously, the Panthers had the pull of having Nath there. But, fuck, if the, if the West Tigers would have made it work, it could be a very, very, very different-looking West Tigers side right now. Uh, next one from Brandon. Best hooker in the game right now, excluding Harry Grant. I do think Harry Grant is the best nine in the comp. The next best nine, uh, I think Damian Cook would have to be up there. I think that Appy would have to be up there, despite playing in a team not going overly well. He would have to be up there. Um, it's probably those two for me. Uh, Reese Robson, obviously having a very good season. Blake Braley's looking good at the moment. So is Wade Egan, to be fair. Uh, but for me, if Harry Grant isn't the best hooker, or if Harry Grant is the best hooker, the next best for me, it is still Benny Hunt. I've been saying this for years. He has since come in and played Origin and done very well. Um, I think it's very, very evident that Ben Hunt is a better hooker than he is halfback, but the Dragons just need him as a halfback, and I think that if he was to go sign with another club for next season and was to play hooker, I think you would see just how good Benny Hunt is on a week-to-week level. You see it in Origin. But if you saw it in first grade, where it's a little bit slower, a little bit easier for Benny Hunt, uh, he would absolutely kill it there. So for me, Harry Grant is the best nine in rugby league, but the next best is Ben Hunt. But I will say this, as much as I love Harry Grant, you all know I've been a huge fan of him since he was fucking 19 years old or whatever, playing up in Queensland. Uh, I do think that on his day, Ben Hunt can be the best hooker in rugby league. And potentially when you're on the big stages under all the pressure, maybe Ben Hunt is the pick cause just because he is a little bit more mature and he's seen a little bit more footy. So Benny Hunt, for me, the next hook, best hooker after Harry Grant, which is wild because he's not even playing hooker and most people wouldn't even call him the hooker. But I genuinely think he's that good in that position. I think it's where he's best suited. Great questions there from Brandon. Our next one, Rowan Leonard. Would you ever design a guru jersey like Beak does for bloke? I reckon you'd nail it. Yeah, it'd be really cool. It'd be exciting. I think, though, that that, uh, that jersey sort of market, I think Kempy's really nailed that. I think he's done a tremendous job. And I do sort of feel like that's uh, that's Kempy's sort of thing. I, I, I think people... Like, I see when Kempe sells those jumpers. Uh, people complain about the price and whatnot, but fuck, if you, if you had any idea how it works behind the scenes and just how expensive they are to make, uh, you'd understand how much of a good deal you're getting there off Kempe. I can guarantee you that. It takes a lot of work to get those jerseys done. It takes a lot of work to get them right. Uh, in the studio, we've got a stack of those tester jumpers that would have cost Kempe an absolute fortune to get made as well. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into those, and I'm probably not at a point right now where I would move enough of them uh, to bother doing them. But I also don't think the Jersey Avenue will probably be mine. I think Kempe really owns that and does a really good job of it. Uh, so I don't think it would make much sense for me to come in and try and have a crack at that, you know. Maybe we could have like a Guru bloke jersey in the future. I'm I'm not too sure. I think we are going to do our first like merchandise collab uh, at some point next year that's going to be a bit of fun. But yeah, jerseys, I think Kempe does such a good job that I probably wouldn't bother. I, I don't think I, I could really compete with what Kempe's doing and the quality that he produces there because those bloke jerseys they are unbelievable there's going to be a new one every year around magic round uh and i can't wait to see what design he comes out with next year because i've seen some of the testers and whatnot and i've seen some of the ones that didn't make the cut for this year and 
I think Kemby chose the right one for this year, but I think, God, there's some other ones there that are absolute crackers, real retro vintage sort of vibes that are going to be hectic. So great idea, Guru jerseys, but uh, probably not where I'm at right now. Maybe in the future I won't rule it out, uh, but probably unlikely at the moment. Um, I'm more than happy just to rock the bloke jerseys because they are second to none. Um, and last question comes from Jordan Wensley. A question I've answered a number of times before. Uh, why Supercoach over Fantasy? And I, I know there's a very a number of very, 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 a lot of very keen fantasy players out there that, that listen to my podcast and prefer Fantasy over Supercoach. I'm obviously Supercoach over Fantasy. And um, I see a lot of content creators trying to create this, you know, you're either one or you're the other. And I just, I don't know. Like, I, I am super coach. I don't play fantasy, but I don't have a problem with fantasy. It's done a little bit differently. I personally think when it comes to those things, especially if you're into draft comps like I am, you just, you end up playing what your mates play, you know? And I thought it was really interesting down here in Sydney. I don't really know anyone that plays fantasy, to be completely honest with you. The vast majority of my mates or just about all my mates play super coach. And I think that that's sort of how, how things work. If all your mates are doing it, you'll tend to follow. Uh, but you know, I was interesting when we went up to Queensland for the country tours. Um, I think we're, where were we? We're in um, Rockhampton in uh, Rocky and a lot of people coming up to us talking about beers and break evens and then they'd show us their team and it'd it'd be fantasy so they're just they're obviously tuning into our content for beers and break evens for Supercoach but they play fantasy because that's what they all play up there there wasn't there wasn't all that many um, Supercoach players that were in Rockhampton with us the vast majority of them were fantasy players which I thought was really interesting because it's a complete flip. Uh, down here in New South Wales, obviously. I've spoken to Timmy Williams about this on a number of occasions, and we'd actually, we would eventually love to see the two combine. I think it would just make so much sense for the Telegraph and the NRL to go, hey, we've got this huge market. Let's push it together. Let's go from 150,000 people each to 300K, grow it as an entire game at a double hour audience. We would double down on content, however they did it, however they merged it. Me and Timmy would go all in on it, uh, and we'd really try and dominate that space. I feel like we're doing a really good job at the moment. I feel like we've got uh, a pretty good market share of that space at the moment. Even I compare it to you know, the content that Supercoach uh, itself puts out, NRL Fantasy puts out, and I do genuinely think uh, that what me and Timmy produce is is better than that content. I think you can tell that me and Timmy are two very passionate um, super coach players who know our stuff, but we, we, we also get really into it. And I just, sometimes I just don't feel that sort of passion from, um, you know, some of the super coach and NRL fantasy content. So hopefully it can keep on growing. As I said, I would love to see fantasy and super coach merge, meet halfway on how they do their points and whatnot. I'm obviously biased, but I would prefer if they took the super coach points route. I just think it is a little bit more exciting. I think it rewards attacking football a little bit more. Whereas I think NRL fantasy, and, and to be honest with you, I think I'd actually be better at NRL fantasy than what I am at super coach. Cause I I build my Supercoach teams in a very NRL fantasy sort of way. I go for base stack guys. I build a solid base. Um, I, I build a score where, you know, I might I might only score 850, but I'll score 850 just about every single week, and you're going to have to go big to beat me. That's sort of how I play my draft comp. So it probably is more suited to the way that NRL fantasy is played. I'm not oh, – like, I, I do have high ceilings in my team, but I build all my teams – from a good base. That's why I've got guys like Dylan Walker, Lemuelu, these guys that 
you know, they're, they're not superstars, but they're available in the CTWs and they're going to get me, th- you know, 40 points every week on a quiet week, which is sort of how I build my teams, trying not to have any low scores. So I do think I would probably fit with the way that fantasy is played from my understanding of it. Uh, there are a couple of things about fantasy that I, I don't love, like the points for kicking and whatnot, just how far you kick. Uh, but, you know, you can make that argument with. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, super coach as well, that there are certain things that are probably overpointed. Instead of saying overpriced, I think you say like you, you, you get over rewarded for it. Uh, but look, guys, I really don't have an issue with either of them. I think both are fantastic. Both are fun and whatever your mates are into, whatever you're into, Good on you, but I do really hope that they merge eventually. I think that'll be the smart play, and I think uh, then all of a sudden fantasy sports or fantasy rugby league in Australia, I think it could really take off, and I think me and Timmy would be sitting in a really, really good spot to have a good lash at that too personalities that people seem to enjoy our content. Um, And we obviously know our content very, very well. So hopefully a rank can back this up, can can back that up this year. That'd be nice. But I think we are heading in the right direction now. Beers and Break Evens will be returning Wednesday, 3 p.m., guys. Make sure you are there. I think Timmy Williams beat me this week by about 18 points, which I think, waiting for updates, I think that puts him in front by five points. So it's going to be a wild little finish to the end of the season. Three rounds to go, only five super coach points separate me and Timmy over the entire year, which is fucking batshit crazy. Very, very similar to last year. I think 11 points ended up separating us. So very, very interesting times. We'll see you on Wednesday, 3 p.m. for beers and break-evens. <laughs>